0: Acts chapter 9, a continuing journey. This is uh, one of the, to me, the premier chapters in a continuing journey, Acts chapter 9. And uh, this is it. And this is basically the theme or the title uh, for tonight's message is, What Will You Have Me To Do? What Will You Have Me To Do? It's in response, of course, to Saul getting saved, who later on became, of course, the Apostle Paul. And let's just fly through the story here as we think about this subject, what will you have me to do? And wouldn't it be great if you and I always had that attitude before the Lord, Lord, what will you have me to do? I would love to do what you want me to do. And share that So Acts chapter 9 verse 1 Here is this awesome story And Saul He's gone crazy <laughs> it Says he's breathing threatenings And slaughter against the disciples of the Lord And he went to the high priest And he said Man, I, need, I, I need some uh, Give me some authority here And uh, I need to go arrest these Christians And so I need to arrest these guys And I need to And not only did uh, If you read the entire gamut of what he did but he said he would uh, arrest them he would torture them he would kill some and later on we find out that he said he was the chiefest of sinners because he persecuted the church of the living god and so that's what was his that that was his motivation that's what he he thought he was doing right he thought he was doing right but all along he wasn't doing he didn't even know jesus he didn't even have a clue who jesus was and uh he as spiritually that is and he had he, he said "Are oh, these christ followers verse 3 and as he journeyed and he came near damascus suddenly there shined about a, a light from heaven and he fell to the earth and he heard a voice saying saul saul why persecutest thou me and he said uh who are you lord he said, I'm Jesus whom thou persecutest. Is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he tre- trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told what thou must do. And so let's just, let's just talk about this for just a little while. Uh, what do you want me to do, Lord? So in this moment. Uh, and he, he not only saved Paul, we don't have his prayer of salvation, but we see the transformation and he's, I mean, right now he's vehemently against all Christians. And then he meets Jesus and notice this. He says, who are you? Who are you? There's a lot of people who wonder, you know, and are going through life. Who, who, who is the Lord? What does he mean? Who's Jesus? And they're piecing it all together. You and I represent Jesus Christ to the world. And they, the only, sometimes the only Jesus they know is what they see in you. Do they see a loving Jesus? Do they see a spiteful Jesus? Do they see a courageous Jesus? Do they see a shamed Jesus? The Jesus they see is you. The reflection that they see in you. So that's what Paul, excuse me, there saw. He didn't know Jesus. Jesus appeared to him personally, so he had a he had an opportunity here. He had an opportunity to uh, to change the world. Now, now, right here, before we move on and read some other passages, he gets saved, and his first response: "Lord, what wilt thou have me to do?" And that's his first response right off the bat. That's a response of humility and a response of brokenness. And folks, you and I cannot serve God without humility and brokenness. Lord, what wilt Thou have me to do? He wants more from you than just sitting on a pew. I'm really excited uh, to report the first two sessions of our Members Matters class has gone awesome. We've had some great participation. Uh, we've been in, really investing Uh, We've got some of those I Am a Church Member books. If you come to the class, you'll get one. I'll ask you to read it. It's a short read. doesn't take long. At the end of each chapter, is a place to sign and say, I've read this, and I really think that I need to step it up as a church member. It's more than just attending. It's more than just sitting on a pew. Church members in the book of Acts didn't just come, they went out. <laughs> they just didn't come to church, they left church. <laughs> they went out there and they preached and they taught and they shared and they grew and they learned. And the Bible says this about them, they went from house to house sharing their meat with gladness. And it wasn't just uh, physical meat, and it wasn't just banana pudding, okay? The other day I took a picture and put it on Twitter, which automatically goes to my Facebook uh, life in promised land there's fresh vegetables i don't know who left them but i done took care of them okay <laughs> and cucumbers and squash and okra and tomatoes and uh the tomatoes didn't last long but i'm going to church camp so don't leave, don't leave any more right now i said that's pastoring in a country church and uh every now and then people bring me fish and then Whether it's filleted or still in the skin, I'll take care of it, okay? (laughs) I'll take care of it. That's pastoring in a country church. That's what I like. Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. All right. Now, God took care of Saul, Paul. And now we got another Christian kind of behind the scenes. He's a little timid. I don't know if if there's anybody in this room that maybe you feel like, I'm a little timid. I don't like being in the forefront. And guess what? If you feel like you're a little timid and say, eh, "God's God's going to come knocking," he's going to say, "I've got. I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to give you an opportunity to step outside of your comfort zone." This fellow's name was Ananias. Look at verse ten. And uh, there was a certain disciple at Damascus. Oh, by the way, before I read about Ananias. Uh, this thing, what Ananias is about to do is gonna have an eternal impact on people's lives. Think about it. If you really live for Jesus, if, a lot of, you, you, this may, this may surprise you. Us going to church camp, you never know what's gonna happen at a place whenever you get away from the world for a week and you focus on the Lord. Did you know there's, there's certain weeks at church camp that change people's lives forever. Did y'all know that? There's certainly... I met my wife. That changed my life forever. Okay? <laughs> That's where I met my wife. That's where Taylor met her husband. That's where Karen's brother surrendered to preach. That's where multitudes have surrendered to preach. That's where multitudes have gotten saved. Just think, God's going to ask you to step outside of your box, and he, He's going to ask you to speak to somebody, and when you do, you don't realize you have a, you're have you going to make an impact on somebody's life forever. You can change their life forever by standing up for Christ. So he says, hey, Ananias, i got a job for you. And notice the end of verse 10, here I am, Lord. Now, do y'all always say that when God comes knocking on your door? Do y'all always say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? I'll do it. <laughs> I don't really care. Anything. But he said, but he he didn't get the assignment. He gives the assignment, then he starts crawfishing, okay? And if you don't know what crawfishing means, ask me after church, I'll tell you, okay? And the Lord said, rise, go in the street, which is called straight, and inquire uh, Saul of Tarsus. Behold, he prayeth. And he hath seen a vision of a man named Ananias coming in, putting his hands on him, because he needs to get his sight back, verse 13. And Ananias said, Lord, oh, <laughs> you have to read between the lines on verse 13. He said, all of a sudden, a shot of adrenaline goes through his veins. Whoo! Uh, whoa, wait a Did you say Saul of Tarsus? Did, can you repeat that? Saul of Tarsus? Because why? I've heard, do you realize what stuff he's done? How much evil he's done to who? Saints! Uh, by the way, Lord, I'm a saint! I'm a saved person. He's done all this bad stuff, and you want me to go meet him in a private place? And do what? And so, notice he says, he has all this authority. Verse 14, verse 15. Yes, go thy way. Get on. Go thy way. Redneck version. Get on out of here. Go on. Go on out of here. Because why? He's a chosen vessel. See, God had plans for Paul. And he was already, he didn't know it, but he's no longer the same guy. Ananias is shaking his boots, but guess what? God had done prepared the way. Listen, God will never put on you more than you can handle. And God will never ask you to do something that he won't promise to go with you. God will never ask you to do something where he says, you go, I'll wait back here. God will never do that to you. He's going to be with Ananias. He's going to help him through this. He's going to encourage him. I'm going to be with you. And what you're about to do is you're about to witness a changed man. How many of you would like a hand in that? I'm going to witness a life change. I'm going to witness somebody's life change forever. And so this right here, the whole theme again is, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Let's go on to verse 21. So he gets healed and... And he oh by the way, Saul gets baptized and he goes on into town. In verse twenty one they were at Damascus and verse twenty one it says, But all that heard him talking about about Saul, all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on hit this name in Jerusalem? He's preaching in the name that he hated. He's preaching about the one that he would persecute people for. And they came hither for that intent that he might bring them bound on the chief priest. And so verse 21 is basically this. They witnessed a life change. They witnessed somebody go from... How many of y'all have seen somebody get saved and it... That you, you said, man, they got really saved. It totally changed their life. You, you see somebody get saved and they don't do what they used to do. They don't hang around the same friends. They say, man, and they go to, they go to preaching to their beer drinking buddies. They go to, they go to telling their friends that cuss like a sailor, hey, y'all gotta clean up your mouth. Y'all gotta stop taking my savior's name in vain anymore. And they're, and they're not ashamed of Jesus anymore. They're bragging about him. I mean, that's a life change, and that's what they witnessed it right there. Matter of fact, it says right there in your Bible and mine. They were what? Amazed. Because they couldn't believe this was the same guy. That's cool. And amazing. I want to be a part of that. And uh Amen. Amen, Maley. Okay. And uh she she wants to see that too. Okay, and so and and we're we're about to finish up, about to finish up. Y'all are doing great. And so they, they saw this and they witnessed that and they were so excited. And now I want to skip down this verse 21. I'll skip down to verse 26. 26. And Saul came to, was come to Jerusalem and he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple don't kick yourself if uh, a big opportunity comes up and you you kind of like I wish somebody else would do that a big opportunity to speak up maybe somebody else will speak up they all back down now these are saved disciples of the lord they all backed away from that opportunity and they said ah i don't know i don't know but one guy i'm asking all of you tonight will you be a barnabas will you be the one who says i i'll i'll uh be the encourager i'll be the one that that i think this fellow is saved i'll i'll take a chance on believing that The Lord is still in the life-changing business. I'll take a chance on witnessing to somebody. And notice that the next verse. After verse 26. Verse 27. And Barnabas... But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. So they would... They kind of got unafraid when they saw, oh, he didn't hurt Barnabas. <laughs> so, okay, I'll be nice now. He didn't hurt Barnabas. I'll speak to Saul now. And it says, and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way. He's, he's been saved. Look at him. He's preaching. He knows. And he's right here. He ain't thrown me in jail and seen the Lord and how that he had spoken to him, how he had preached boldly back in Damascus. In the name of Jesus. And so what happens and what we have here is somebody that that took a chance on serving the Lord. That took a chance and said, I, I will speak up for the Lord here. I'll do. What was the title for tonight's message? Lord, what will thou have me to do? That's the boldness you need. That's the opportunity. That we need to take as we prepare for a hymn of invitation. Ask yourself the question tonight. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? If you do it, if you step out on faith, if you tell God yes, you'll be amazed. They were. They were if you take that chance and say I, I will speak up for Jesus, I'll speak to the person everybody's saying i I, I just don't see if I don't see how they could get saved. That's how, that's how they thought about Paul. I just don't see how he could get saved. I'll take that chance. Ananias did, and then Barnabas did, and he lived for the Lord. Father, I thank You for showing us in Your Word this awesome, awesome, drastic change in a person's life. And I thank You that Your Word shows us how that we need to step out on faith. And how Your Word shows us how we need to live for You. Say, Lord, what would Thou have me to do? Help us to do that. In Jesus' name, Amen.